Peace and blessings, good people. Welcome to another edition of Insightful Discussions. This is your host, Dwayne Bryant. And today we're going to be discussing the case of Bill Cosby. Not necessarily the case, but what the whole Bill Cosby thing means and the, a larger discussion, not just about rape, not about um, the accusations that have been made against him, but just about the culture in general. I, you got to look at how society has been, I guess, supporting these negative behaviors over the last dec- like few decades. So if we look at during the times, I think they said that, you know, Bill Cosby used quaaludes or some type of pills to entice women or provided those type of drugs in, I guess, a party atmosphere or just in general. Now, where it gets blurry is whether or not he drugged these women, gave them laced drinks with a substance in it. I think that's the driving force of where people are just saying that, oh, he took advantage of these women. Now, I'm going to go on the record and say before I even go in detail about this topic that rape is wrong. I don't care about the culture. I don't care about how things happen. If you take advantage of women or if you take advantage of men in any type of sexual way that leads to rape, it's wrong. And in no way is this podcast designed to support Bill Cosby or to say that his actions were okay. It's really taking a deeper analysis into the things that we've normalized over the last few decades that kind of supports this whole rape culture, this whole uh, narrative of consent and non-consent. And we're going to definitely unpack this as, uh, as I go on. But I just wanted to set the record straight. This is no way in form of a podcast that is supporting rape or supporting the idea of rape or even victim blaming because that was a, a whew, that was a major topic uh, in my social media <laughs> escapades over the last couple of days, over the last week, really. But getting into it. All right. So I speak of culture and I posted a status on my Facebook account and I just wanted to engage my listeners or just my followers about the culture. I said, is this is the Bill Cosby era or the culture of his time comparable to the culture of the Molly and Zan weed era of today? And the reason why I posed that question is because I wanted to challenge people to think broadly about this whole concept of of like his case, like what they're saying about using drugs and enticing women to just basically take advantage of them. So just speaking to that comparison, like the use of drugs and just being in certain atmospheres, we look at a lot of college students where they have been exposed to these type of negative behaviors. You know, I have sisters who are freshmen in college, freshmen in college, and they speak to me all the time about, you know, things that go on on campus, why they happen. And I often don't have answers for them. Like, I wish I had all the answers to these things and have these all these great solutions. But I honestly don't. And, you know, me being a man and me being like in a fraternity and just have been exposed to a lot of things that I can't say put certain groups at a disadvantage, whether that be women for certain cases or whether that be men. And I think we 
we we really don't give the culture enough. I want to say credit, but we don't really focus on culture enough. Like if we we have these settings where we're using drugs and we we're engaging in all these types of risky behaviors, and you're doing this at a younger age, and then if you look at the celebrity aspect of it, when you have access to money, you have access to all these types of drugs and just this power that comes with being a successful person. And success, we can break this down to levels. Like I just mentioned, being in a fraternity, um, that comes with a certain level of power or prestige on a college campus. So just I just want to kind of make sure I'm relating the two and that I'm being understood with my points. So if you look at the culture and how we move, we go to all these parties and we engage in all these risky behaviors, and we do we ever stop and listen or not even listen, but do we ever stop and realize that if we could educate our youth on being in these environments, the proper ways to communicate to each other, like prior to even engaging in any type of sexual activity, it's about the importance of governing yourself or protecting yourself when you go into situations or when you go to these parties, when you go to these environments where there are going to be drugs, there are going to be uh, alcohol, there are going to be, I guess, potential for you to be to be exposed to some of these negative behaviors that I'm speaking about. And the Bill Cosby situation just really, it struck me to just question, okay, well, back in that time, People want the 60s, 70s. People were partying. People, you know, were using drugs. And in your teen, early, late teens, early 20s, I guess this is like the time to experiment. But have we really engaged in an honest, open, and direct conversation about the repercussions of engaging in these type of activities? Like, have we sat down and talked to young boys about properly engaging a young lady, properly talking to her, making sure that you respect her boundaries that she sets, like making sure that you don't, you know, use marijuana or Molly or Zans or whatever the type of drug is. It can be Quaaludes. It doesn't really matter that you don't use these to entice or take advantage of her um, to get sex. I think that these type of conversations are uncomfortable for some people and I look at it I, I can I ask this question on my Facebook page again and in most times people will say oh nothing has changed the culture hasn't changed over over time and these people have been doing this since the 60s and 70s they've been taking drugs they've been engaging in risky sexual behaviors so what that that uh, for me that so what it is it, it's, it's very impactful and it's, it's very telling of how far we haven't come if we've been having this culture for so long and we haven't addressed how toxic, how dangerous it could be and really educated youth on how to properly protect themselves and have open discussions with young boys and little girls, how, are we doing, are we aiding this type of behavior? Or are we allowing a certain type of behavior, a certain like well, rape culture in general to exist by not doing so? And that's kind of my stance on it. Like, regardless if Bill Cosby's guilty, regardless he goes to jail for 50 years, I'm more so concerned about how this is going to impact the youth 10, 20, 15, 20, 30, whatever, however many years down the line. 
Because at some point we had to stop and say, well, okay, how was this able to happen for such a long period of time? How are these people of such power and status able to continue to mistreat people? Now, I mentioned about how we need to talk to young boys. Also, we need to talk to young girls. We need to talk to young girls about always protecting themselves, always ensuring that they're not in a position where they could possibly be taken advantage of. You know, we want to think that everybody out here in this world is good. They have all great intentions, but that's, that's, that's not reality. That's not the world. I would love to be able to tell my younger sisters to that. Yeah, sure. When you, when you're out in, at school, you can go and you can converse with anybody. Everybody's going to help you. If you're in a bad situation, everybody's going to help you. Every man you encounter is, is going to have great intentions for your life. That would be the most optimistic perspective ever in life. But I know. I'm older. I know that life, that's not life. And there are people out here who have bad intentions. But those people who have bad intentions should not spoil the bunch. It should not spoil the good people that are out here that want to see you do good, that won't treat you in a negative way, that won't take advantage of you. So we have to educate our girls, our young girls, on how to properly discern whether or not a guy is 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 good or a guy is toxic because there are some toxic people out here and vice versa but i feel like for our young girls it's, it's i don't know man i just feel like not having this conversation has done them the most disservice because they have had to grow up and think that it's okay to be revealing of their bodies it's okay to you know, give in to this young man who's pressuring them for sex when she does, she's not ready. It's, it's almost as if we, we've allowed certain groups to devalue themselves in order for acceptance. And I don't know, for me, it's just, it's one of those things where I, I'm, I'm looking at it from this perspective because I feel like if we just continue to say, oh, wrong is wrong, uh, Bill Cosby should go to jail. It doesn't matter. The culture hasn't changed. If we continue with that, like, it's going to continuously happen just in different ways. Because I look at the Me Too movement and how everybody's speaking up, everybody's speaking out, they're rallying, trying to, you know, you know, get these, these predators exposed and into the spotlight, which is great. It's great. Now, my only issue is that when you point out individuals, when you point out certain figures, you're, you're basically, I don't want to say you're scaring, but you, you do kind of allow everybody else to go back and hide. You allow everybody else or all the other contextual factors that lead to rape or sexual misconduct or all of these things, you allow certain people to stay hidden. And what I mean by that is, I'm going right back to the culture. You allow people to hide behind the fact that this is how things have been done for years. And I think just with the rise of women, I think a lot of this stuff is gonna change and it definitely should. Cause uh, me, I can speak for me, me as just being like a, a older person now in my <laughs> later 20s. I definitely understand how culture and society has had pushed me to view women. 
had pushed me to view how things are supposed to go or just to be, I guess, like selfish in a sense, like thinking that I'm supposed to get my way in certain situations. Like, oh, because I do this, I should expect this when, no, that's not the case. We are all, we have the freedom to choose. And I think, like, like I keep referencing my sisters, but I think that they, them getting older allowed me to really see the importance of having balance and having, you know, allowing women to have a stronger voice. And I won't say allow, but fighting for women to have, you know, a, a voice and an opinion and for them to be protected. And I don't know. I just think we need to address that culture of peace, man, because I, I feel like that's going to be problematic. Like, we can cut the head off of the monster, but another head will grow um, sooner or later. Because I think now in the media we're looking at uh, R. Kelly. I think this is a campaign going on to, to take R. Kelly down. Now, R. Kelly is a little bit different for me. I don't have a particular stance on whether or not R. Kelly should go to jail, whether we should support his music. Or whatever. R. Kelly has been documented on film and, and yeah. I think I think little Duval he made a post uh, the other day. This is a, a in house issue. This this really don't have much to do with the Me Too movement or Bill Cosby or anything else. I think we should have been addressed, R. Kelly. And to me it's like now all of a sudden we're we're trying to get certain black figures together. And this goes to the second part of my, uh, well, I don't say argument, but it goes to the second part of what I wanted to discuss about equality. If we are going to hold Bill Cosby, we're going to hold R. Kelly to a certain standard, then we must hold the white men who have been accused in the media for doing the same exact crimes or if not worse we got to hold them to the same standard because if we don't it's, it's almost it seems like right now it's almost as if if you're a black man and you do you make any type of mistake not even talking about you know the sexual assault rape case or that aspect I'm talking about any type of mistake you are punished twice as hard as your white male counterpart it's almost as if this this aids in this uh, agenda to you know <laughs> neutralize the black man for all your all you conspiracy theorists out there who uh, <laughs> who say that often. But I do feel as if it's it's not a lot of balance. I feel like when it's a black man who definitely goes and makes mistakes and you know commits these type of of crime or even has allegations against his name that haven't been proven that haven't been proven they will nail this black man to the cross now Kevin Spacey has been accused uh, was Harvey Weinstein I think he's been accused um, our own president <laughs> our own president is on record uh Talking about grabbing them by the pussy. So, what's going to happen to them? You know? What action are we going to take against these guys? Because what I don't want to happen, I don't want it to be like, oh, well, we we take, this, we, this is, we treat Bill Cosby and R. Kelly like, oh, this is an in-house issue. 
and we start to only address black men. Because as I started this podcast by saying rape is wrong, and if you are accused, you should be tried, and if you are found guilty of that, you should be punished. But without us addressing this culture, this, this toxic culture that really contributes to rape culture, because there's a lot of different pieces, and I haven't even had a chance to really touch on all those pieces. I, I, I do think the culture of drug use and partying, alcohol consumption, I think all of that hasn't... It, it, I think research shows it's definitely linked to all this type of behavior. And in no way am I... I think one of my Facebook followers said, uh, oh, when you do that, you're victim blaming. When you try to, what is what, what was said? So when you try to take the focus off of rape and put it on culture, you're, ta- you're, you're basically saying that the victim chose to be raped or chose to put themselves in a position to be raped. And... That's not in, at all what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say, I'm, I'm speaking to both parties for one. I'm not just speaking to the women. I'm speaking to the men. I'm speaking to the young men and young women that it possibly could happen. It's, it's, it's For me, when I speak, I'm speaking in a holistic viewpoint where I'm not just talking to one person. I'm not just talking to one group. So by me trying to focus on this culture that I feel leads to these sexual, these that could possibly lead to these sexual um, assaults, rape, any of these things. I'm speaking to how it, how it has been and how it impacts the future and how we rarely address this. Like we rarely address the cultural pieces. Not once did I have a conversation about um, drug use going up. When I got to college, I started to see other people doing it. Uh, like drinking, I won't say doing drugs, but like I, I saw other people drinking and maybe experimenting with weed, and it becomes a norm thing where if you're at a party, if you're here and it's females there, you're talking to the females, and when you have alcohol and drugs in your system, it impairs your thinking. You're not thinking straight, so you have to have checks and balances to ensure that nothing will happen to you. Your group of friends. That's why, you know, when I now when I go out, I see uh, <laughs> women in groups. I know we, we joke about this a lot, a lot, but it's always that one girl that makes sure her friend goes home or uh, doesn't end up in no situation that she doesn't want to be in. And that group is so important. I think that's a response of negative stuff happening in, the, in these settings. And I love it. I love it. It's like a protective factor. And I love that. But I still think that we need to really start having these conversations about how to govern yourself. Speak to young men about, okay, well, no means no. No means no. It's no, it's no confusion in that. If, she didn't, if, if the young lady did not give you okay to touch her, if she didn't give you the okay to kiss her, she didn't give you the okay to have sex. You do not move forward in that. And it's quite funny. Now that I think, I'm thinking about this, and I'm going to tell this, I'm going to just full disclose, I'm going to tell this story about um, when I was in undergrad. Uh, 
<laughs> is really not funny. This young lady I was I was you know talking to at the time, and I invited her over to my room. And, you know, invited her to my room, and we were we were definitely talking, and you know. I don't even think we had drinks. It was just one of those times where, you know, you invite somebody over and you have had prior interactions as far as talking, but this is your first time in an intimate space. So, you know, being young, your body is responding, hormones are jumping, and, you know, I attempted to engage in this. So we're we're kissing and we're going and... You know, we're touching each other. And then she said, stop. Now, when I heard stop, I immediately stopped. I stopped, disengaged, we didn't kiss. We rolled over and we watched the movie until we fell asleep. Now, I didn't notice any, I guess, nonverbals or any signs of like, I don't, I don't even know what to, what to call it, like any any signs where she felt disrespected or anything. We talked afterwards, it was nothing wrong. Now the next day, we leave, I think we go to class and whatnot, text each other throughout the day. And she asked me, why did you stop? And I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean? You said stop. Said, yeah, I know I said stop, but I wanted you to keep going. And this is a real story, by the way. It's nothing I'm making up. Real story. Know the girl to this day. So for me, I'm like, well, that's confusing. Like, I'm not. How, how was I supposed to know that that meant keep going or that means continue continue to try? So for, for me, just thinking about all the stuff that's going on in the media now, it's like, we can't have that. <laughs> Luckily, you know, for me, I had a father who, who, who basically told me about, you know, women. Those are some of the lessons you get growing up in the country, man. You, you know, you, you, you get those lessons about, you know, dating and how to properly court, as they call it. But... To the point, I think for me, I, I, I've already knew, like, oh, no means no. Okay. So when I heard no, I had an uncle who, um, now that I think about it, I had an uncle who went to jail for something similar, but he was lied on. I'm going to make another podcast about that, the details of that. Okay? I, I can't remember. I don't want to misquote anything. But, uh, but yeah. So I basically, I have already had, like, prior... Um, Information on what to do if these situations come up. So when I once I heard no, I'm, I immediately stopped. N- nothing else happened. Didn't try. Didn't try to force. Nothing. Stop. And then I'm hit with the question: Oh, well, why did you stop the next day? Like for me, I, that's problematic in itself. Like you can't expect like a, a guy to like follow your command and then you question why he stopped. Like that made me just think, well, what type of dude was she dealing with before? Like, what what type of expression does she like? Like, it, it, for me, that was just mad confusing. And I think that it would have been problematic if I were to have continued to try and probe and and what, what we call now finesse. 
Like for me, that's not a genuine thing. And I think situations like this would be good to teach the youth about if you do decide to get to the point where you're ready to be sexual with someone, how does that look? What type of communication do you do you, like no, not even communication. How do you communicate that? What type what words do you do you use? Is it is it verbal? Is it nonverbal? Because we can speak about nonverbal signs. I'm pretty sure we all have been in situations where it wasn't verbal consent, but it was nonverbal, the body language, the okay, the the presentation. And all my adults know what that means. Like they, so sometimes it's it's just you it, both of you are on the same page and it, it just flows. But if it's not if you have any doubt that this is not, maybe not what this other person wants, don't do it. Don't do it. And don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to talk. I think now we, we've gotten into this, this era where everybody's so free, but we still have, we're still restricted in the things that we'll talk about, the things that we'll discuss. And some of the things that we won't discuss are the things that we need to figure out, to break barriers. To provide clarity. I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but I do think that it's important for us to really engage in conversation, to push culture, to to change culture, so that we can have people protected. Our young boys and our little girls, we can have them protected so that the future doesn't reflect the past. And we don't continuously make these same mistakes within our community over and over again. Overall, that's the message I want to leave with you all. It's not about, you know, protecting a celebrity because he's black. It's it's really about protecting the youth, protecting the people who are most vulnerable to this type of behavior or this thing happening to them. Because truthfully, it's not just women. Men are taken advantage of just as well as women are. Now, women, is statistically, women have been taken advantage of statistically more than men. But it happens. Drugs are a new thing. We've seen people get mollied. We see, we, we've even heard rappers hear stories about, you know, women, bottle girls, or just <laughs> women in a club putting something in, in a guy's drink, going home with him, getting to, to spend money, stealing from him. So it's something about this culture that aids this type of behavior. I don't know what it is. This is me just, just talking about it. I have my, my thoughts. I have my beliefs. But I'm putting it on this podcast to hopefully engage some listeners and we can just come up with some type of answer. We can come up with some possible solutions. But I do think that, you know, if you do commit these acts of sexual abuse, sexual assault, rape, you should definitely be punished. And, you know, like my profile said, you know, some it's hard for us to see our idols fall. And sometimes it's hard for us to even crucify our idols when need be. But we have to, you know, I'm trying to 
think verbatim of what he said, but we have to reconcile with, with the fact that wrong is wrong, and in no way are their actions justifiable because they're black. But I don't want to beat the dead horse, man. I just want to, you know, get that off and hopefully it's the message is received, man. You know, this is one of those those weird topics where it's hard to fully articulate, uh, for me at least, articulate like my thoughts about it. So, you know, a lot of times I put statuses up just to engage people, you know, to see how, you know, I can discuss it or how like my message will be received. But it's on this platform now. So I want you guys to, you know, let me know what you think. Uh, feel follow me on social media. Uh, make comments. Uh, share it with a friend. And just help me understand. Like I, like I said, I don't have all the answers. And this is really just, you know, my opinion. Me, me looking at things from a different perspective. And me really trying to have a, a broader discussion. So, like, share, comment, and stay tuned. For another episode of Insightful Discussions, man. Peace and blessings. Have you or someone you know been affected by sexual assault? You are not alone. Confidential help is available for you. Call 1-800-656-4673. Again, 1-800-656-4673. You are not alone.